This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. How are you doing, Brad? Good to hear you, my friend. Good to hear you. Now, um, you're one of my favorite guests and one of my favorite people because you love history as much as I do. Um, you know, you've got this. You've got a billion shows. You're, you know, you're far more successful and busy than uh, than I'll ever be. Uh, and you're going to do all of the things that you really, really love. Now you've written a new a novel, which is. Uh, would you say that's your root? Yeah, no, that's, uh, listen, that's my core place, because I love, I love when I get to write the kids' books, I love when I get to do the TV shows on the History Channel, but there's something about staring at a blank page and getting to kind of just fill and build the whole world, and that's how I met you, and, and I can only hope to be as successful as you one day, my friend. <laughs> right. Okay, so um, House of Secrets is a novel, and, and I love the premise. It's about a guy who, sounds familiar, does a TV show, but the TV show is on conspiracies and he has a daughter and tell a little bit that you care to from there sure yeah this daughter wakes she's uh you know 30 years old she wakes up in a hospital she has no memory and she finds out there's been an accident that's killed her father who's the host as you said of a conspiracy tv show just like my life but the fbi tells her that the last person her father was seen with was actually also found dead and he had an object stuffed into his body a priceless book that belonged to Benedict Arnold. And from there, because her memory's messed up, she goes home, she finds guns in her house, she doesn't know how they got there, she finds scars on her body, she doesn't know where they're from. And only by solving this murder can she figure out what happened to her father and also who she really is. She's the mystery of the book. And that's where the House of Secrets opens. But of course, what I love, and you know I love, is filling the book. Even though it's a thriller, but my favorite books are where I feel like I learned something while I'm being entertained. So... I fill it with real history. Yeah, that's what I love about your books. Is I, I spend um, I spend a lot of time reading your books with uh, the uh, iPad next to me, going that can't be right, and looking it up and going holy cow, and then going down a wormhole of history for a while, and then back to your book. I love that. So and the let, book and, with and, yeah, and, that, and that, listen, that's the goal. The um, the book with Benedict Arnold, true, false. So here's here's my obsession. So I'm in the National Archives. Uh, many years ago, they take me to one of their treasure vaults. And in the treasure vault, they hand me a sheet of paper. And the sheet of paper is from the Revolutionary War. And on the top of the sheet of paper, it says it's an oath of allegiance. And what oaths of allegiance were is George Washington, during the Revolutionary War, would have all of his top uh, military advisors sign an oath of allegiance, saying, I do solemnly swear I will be forever true to this country. And we do it with our military today. You raise your right hand when you join the military. You say, I swear I will... You know, be loyal and faithful. And the one they hand me, Glenn, is they're all numbered Benedict in the corner. Arnold. One, two, three, four. The fifth one is signed by a guy named Benedict Arnold. Wow. And I just, I'm, you know, in that moment, Benedict Arnold's alive again. And here's the true part. The last moments between Benedict Arnold and George Washington are some of the most heartbreaking in U.S. history. And our hero, George Washington, they say it's one of the only times, because these two guys were friends, they say it's one of the only times anyone ever sees George Washington cry. And I couldn't shake that image of George Washington crying. And then here's the scariest true part, is after the betrayal, 
Benedict Arnold sends a letter to George Washington asking for three things. And the letter says, one, don't kill my wife. She didn't know I was a traitor. Two, don't kill the staff. They didn't know I was a traitor. And three, in one of the craziest moments of letter-writing history, he says, can you please send me back my belongings and my clothing? And this guy just put a knife in the back of George Washington. But George Washington such a stand-up guy, he actually sends it back. He wants his stuff back. And here's the thing, and this is all true, is that to this day, Glenn, nobody knows what is in that baggage that George Washington sent back to Benedict Arnold. And I won't ruin Chapter 85 of the House of Secrets, but you'll see at least one theory in there. How sure of the theory are you? Um, you know, it's an interesting one, and I'll tell you a little bit of it, and we should talk about it. Is there is a, it's a, it's, you know, it is, and, and I, my belief is in this world is you can take any theory and turn it into a conspiracy theory. Um, and that's how they, you know, generally go. Mm-hmm. The theory that I'm looking at here, um, I don't know, and I'm always honest about that. What I love about what we do on Decoded is, to me, what our job is, is to find the hardest story of all, and that's to find the truth. Because, and you know, you're someone who values that truth. We all have the Library of Alexandria in our pockets these days. We have more access to information than any culture before us, but the hardest thing to find today is the true story. Go put, you know, George Washington even into Google, and sometimes it can take you pages before you can find a true story beyond the exaggerations of cherry trees and all this other nonsense. And what I love to do in my books, even though they're fiction and they're thrillers and you're supposed to, for Father's Day, you know, turn the pages, the fun is, is those stories you see of Benedict Arnold that I put in there and of his relationship with George Washington, those are real, and those I know for sure. And that's the fun of, of when you get to read The House of Secrets. How concerned are you, um, for instance, uh, JFK, as we're sitting on the set uh, here at the studios, the set that was originally built for Oliver Stone for the movie JFK, so many people look at that as absolutely true now. Um, that that's probably what happened, and, you know, that, that's, that's true. That's um, what, it terrifies me. Right. I mean, we're a, 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 um, a culture now that, when I was at CNN, Brad, when we first met, I remember saying that there is going to come a time where you won't believe your eyes, you won't know what to believe, and conspiracy theories will rocket through the ceiling. This is, you know, probably 2006. And I said there's going to come a time to where you know, people won't believe that we even walked on the moon. At the time I said that, the people who believed we did not walk on the moon was 7%. That number is now over 13%. In just a few short years, that number has doubled. With the amount of information that we have, we are actually disproving things that we knew to be true, and conspiracies are everywhere. And, that, you know, and you're hitting it right on the head. You know what, what, That terrifies me, right? People think that JFK was a true story... They don't realize, if you actually look at the interviews with Oliver Stone, he said, oh, yeah, I made that part up, because he was mad about the Warren Commission. He was like, I'm going to put other things, other lies the opposite way to even things out. And that's what people think is a history book. They look at that movie and see it. And, and what you're hitting even more on the head is conspiracies used to be a fringe idea. They were, you know, people would go in their garage on the weekends, they would run off a pamphlet, and they would print it out and hope someone would do it. Right now, you have... They're not, they're not some fringe idea anymore. They're the mainstream. You have a guy, I mean, let's look at who's running for president. You have a guy like Donald Trump who uses them as, in his campaign for president. You know, he talks about Ted Cruz being with Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald, I mean, and ruthlessly using these things um, that have no basis in fact, but just in this culture we are in today, because you repeat it enough, people sadly start to believe it. 
And well, it, people it, it with, with Ted Cruz in with Ted Cruz in particular, and it had nothing to do with Donald Trump. There was the conspiracy that he was the Zodiac killer. Right, he was a Zodiac killer. You have you have Hillary Clinton saying that she's going to open up Area 51 to talk about about uh, alien life. You have the three P. You know, people who are running for the presidency. We're openly talking about conspiracies and something that would have never give, been given credence anywhere before. And I think what happens is, is the culture doesn't care about the true story anymore. They just want a juicy story. And it's really bad for our culture. It's a terrible thing. Because you know what? Conspiracies, and I just believe this to my core, every conspiracy uh, and conspiracy theory is based on one thing. It's based on fear. And when you play on people's fears, like what you watch Trump doing now, what he's really doing is, you know, he acts like he's giving us information. Oh, I'm going to tell you the inside story. But what he's really doing is, is like, you know, sitting there with a, at a fire and stoking fear. And it, it's one of those things that becomes really dangerous because then what you're doing is you're doing the worst thing of all, which is your fear mongering. And when, I, when we were doing Decoded, when we first started doing the show, I remember one of the producers said to me that when you have a show like this, the less facts you have, the more scary music you have and the more scary music you play. And I said, I never want to do that show. And I fear that right now what politicians are doing um, is they're playing that scary music. And they're using that to get people riled up. And it's just dangerous for, for our country. Why do you say that, Brad? Well, I just think that, you know, what happens is, is and, and the best way to say it is, there's an industry of conspiracy right now. It just becomes a better story. And I think what it undoes is we start looking, when you start going away from the truth, you start, you, 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 it literally is, as you said before, it's down a rabbit hole. And so what happens is, is people start, you, you lose what really happened. You lose what, what is beautiful about the country. And instead, you just start looking for whatever crazy stories out there. And if you follow a Pied Piper who's going to lead you with falsehoods, guess where it's going to take you? Only to more of them. And it's only to me going to lead um, when you have someone who is, is constantly saying things that are based around conspiracy theories and acting like they're the truth. It's not only being unfair, it's being reckless, and it's not, well, and, and that's just crazy to me. He's not the only one doing it. I mean, if you look, Hillary was, was chastising him the other day for being, you know, believing in conspiracy theories, and she said, you know, he was the, he was the chief, or he was the head of, um, of the birther movement. Well, but it was Hillary Clinton's team that actually came up with the birther idea in the first place. Now, she never did it, but it came from her team. She's the one who said, well, you know who that shooter was in Benghazi? That, that was because of a film. Uh, and a lot of people believe that. I mean, they are writing their own conspiracy theories. Well, and that's what happened. You know, in our culture today, it used to be, again, as we were saying, you, you, know, you run off your little pamphlet. When we all have a printing press in our pocket, when we all have a phone, and we can put anything out there, what happens is we get drowned in noise. And, you know, sometimes, listen, I believe it's wonderful for us to always ask questions. I think that it's great, and I think that America can always, a, a reporter that I respect, and, and that's a small group, uh, once said to me that America can smell the truth, that eventually when someone's lying to them, be it a politician, be it a celebrity or anyone else, he said they'll all, they know when they're being lied to and they'll sniff for the truth. I remember when Tiger Woods' incident happened, he said, you know, Tiger Woods came out and said, oh, I backed up into this fire hydrant. And people just were like, oh, that doesn't seem right to me. And they just kept digging for no reason. Everyone said it was true. But they just smelled something, and they dig and dig and dig, and then find out, hey, wait, that was a golf club in your windshield. You know, that was a golf club in the front of your car. 
And that's what happens. So, but, but the problem is, is when you have people who are just putting wrong information out there, we, we get further and further away from the truth. And that's not a good thing. Okay, real um, quick. I, 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 I've got to go up against the network break, but I, I just want to ask you um, about that, that we sniff the truth. Do you still believe that? Or have we just decided we're going to accept the things that we know aren't true? Uh, you know what? Let's look, look, talk about. It. I mean, I you know, and I want to talk to you also about like when I worked when I went to work for Homeland Security. I mean, when you go into the government, what they believe to be true and what they act on can sometimes be two different things. And depending on who's there, that's the kind of thing that's going to matter. That's the kind of thing that's going to be important. We don't really know. And if you don't take care to watch for it, it that that is going to be taken away from you. The truth can be buried. And so the, when, more, the more you layer on those conspiracies, the more we lose our history. Talking to uh, Brad Belter, he's the uh, author of the book The House of Secrets. It's a great novel for Father's Day. Um, Brad, real quick, let me just uh, end with this. Um, you were, you know, you helped with the uh, Department of Homeland Security, and uh, you've been watching what's going on. Look at how, not necessarily a conspiracy theory, um, look how the truth is not being told on what happened in Orlando, and look how fast we've lost control of the truth. Oh, I mean, that's what happens over and over again. In fact, one of the, I was talking to a military intelligence officer when I was researching the book, and I said, where does, Ameri- where does the United States government, where do we get our best information and intel? Where does the truth come from? And he said, he told me this story, the true story about a dictator many years ago who hated the United States, and this dictator... What no one knew through one of his top lieutenants was secretly working for the U.S., was secretly a spy for America. And I said to him, why is he doing that? He said, for the most human reason of all, for family. He said the lieutenant had a sick child who needed the kind of medical care that only the United States could provide. And so we gave the kid medical care. In exchange, we got help with finding weapons from terrorist organizations. Um, But this guy hated us to the very end, and that was our source there. And it's one of those things where, you know, we have no idea what the truth is. Here's the great enemy at our time is secretly on our side. And does that make us traitors? Does that make the government traitors? Um, it depends what they're doing for. Is there a greater good out there? That's the kind, you know, we, we have Clinton and Trump today yell at each other in these black and white terms of, you're bad, I'm good. But that's the kind of real issue that crosses a president's desk. It's a moral issue, right? Can we work? Someone said to me, would you work with bin Laden? If, if with one of his top lieutenants, if you could stop 9-11. And I would in a heartbeat. But that's a moral question. And, and is there a greater good for the United States to work with our enemies? And when you elect our president, when our president gets elected, that's the kind of hard question that crosses the president's desk. It's not black and white. It's not easy. Right. And when you answer it, it decides who we are as a people. And that's why it's so important you pick someone who is peddling truth and not conspiracy theory. The, the name of the book is The House of Secrets, Great Present for Father's Day, The House of Secrets by Brad Meltzer. It's on, uh, it's on sale now. You can buy it wherever books are sold, including uh, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. Brad, as, as always, great to talk to you. Thank you so always, much. Always, my friend. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. 